Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. Proudly hosted by me, Chris Little. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to episode 44 of the Lifestyle Chase. I am joined by Mr. and Mrs. Love Pizza. <laughs> Gavin and Brady, how are you doing today? Good. Good, thank you. So, it's funny when people call us that because we I didn't take Gavin's name when we got married, so that's like our that's our joint last name now, Love Pizza. <laughs> it was actually something that I was thinking about. I, I did a little bit of uh, Googling and I was like, well, are they going by different last names? And I was like, I'm just going to coin them as Mr. and Mrs. Love Pizza. It's got a good flow, no yeah. question. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> so what was today like for the two of you? Pretty busy? Today? Yeah. Well, it's it's only nine o'clock in the morning, so it couldn't have been too busy yet. You never know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I stand to, on Tuesday is order day, so okay. I was up and out of the house at uh, just before well, just before seven. Yeah. And I shot into the restaurant downtown and put away the massive Cisco order that comes in overnight, and then rushed back home, got changed, and came here. Sweet. But, uh, meanwhile, Brady was. Fighting with the child to get him... Fighting, uh, trying to get him out the door to daycare. <laughs> trying yeah. to get him out the door relatively early. Nice. So that we could get he him. Likes, he's a little bit like a little almost four-year-old teenager that he um, likes to be up a little bit later and not out of bed and out of the house super quickly. Makes sense. So. But he's, he's a bit of a rock star, isn't he? He's Yeah, he's he can hold his own. <laughs> yeah, he's quite a character and which is lovely and wonderful, but it's also challenging because he has a lot of opinions and thoughts well, and of we, his own that we like to get up and get going. Yeah. And so we're trying to get him into that habit, but uh, a lot of mornings he doesn't want to. <laughs> and then he has the nickname the Love Pizza Prince, right? He does. Yeah. So where did that come from? I don't I just gave it to him one day. I run all of our social media accounts, yeah. and um, he quickly became a big part of our business and our brand and our story and our adventure. And I don't know the name. I don't know. I don't really know how I came. I don't know how I coined that, but it works. And he will be out places for an event or something like a charity event, and I'll have him in tow with me and people say oh it's the love pizza prince and he just kind of laughs and he thinks it's kind of funny so. he gets he gets recognized more than i do that's awesome yeah, it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> which is hilarious yeah i think it's neat do you think he'll ever grow out of it or do you think he'll grow into it and like i don't know <laughs> no, we, we got the instagram account for him already so that's all set up just in case he wants it at some point you know that's amazing yeah so it's there but uh we'll there's see. also a fine balance too of making sure that if I'm posting stuff about him that it's something that's respectful and that in a couple years he's not going to be really upset or embarrassed or um, I don't know I just there's parts of me that wonder if I should be putting stuff up about him just because him but I don't use his actual name a lot of the time and um, yeah it's just social media is just kind of a tricky thing but he is obviously a huge part of us and our family and business and he loves being in the restaurants and he loves the customers and he loves talking about our feature pizzas every month like when he knows when we're changing our features and he always asks what we're doing and if he can try it and all that stuff so yeah it's just kind of a fine balance of figuring out 
how much of him to put out to the world but totally and it's a good segue into like social media with people and kids and mental health Mm -hmm. and adults what what is your stance like as he gets older what what would you approach social media with would you set boundaries would you uh give him like advice going into it because social media can really take a person Mm -hmm. down yeah um i think we would definitely set boundaries i mean who knows what social media is going to look like but like he's he's not even four yet so it changes so quickly too that i don't know i'm sure it'll change five times before he gets an account of any kind of himself but um yeah i think boundaries is definitely an important thing and definitely talking to him about it and his friends about it and being open because like you said it can bring a person down really quickly um it's funny gavin and myself we're not other than the business we're not big into social media at all personally yeah um i obviously have to be because of our business like that's where we get a lot of our customers that's where we share a lot of our news and stuff that's going on um if you look at our account it's a very positive account we try to keep it pretty light um, but i also share a lot of different experiences that i have with our son um, talking about the homeless population or um, talking about self-worth or talking about mental health we have a lot of customers and a lot of friends that a lot of those issues um, are very prevalent in their lives and he knows them and he knows that too um, and I just I've always felt that talking about him about that with him is really important even at a young age even if it's a more basic conversation at the age of three obviously but yeah. He understands that there are many people in the city that don't have a home. He sees them in our alley and he asks questions about it. And I want him to keep asking those questions. I like that, like keeping mm-hmm. that dialogue open. Because like even at that age, I think back to when I was a little kid, like three, four years old, that stuff sticks. Yeah. And like even talking to my nieces, there's something that I told one of my nieces like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And she quoted on, oh, yeah. on being yeah. like... Yep. Well, I was like, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Be careful. I know it happens daily with us. It's yeah, crazy. there's a certain point that, like, from that point on, you can't get away with anything. And, like, we've passed that point now, and we realize it time and again that he'll bring something up from two months ago that we might have just said in passing, and it's everything is now remembered, and it's he's never going to forget it. Like, it's, yeah. it's in there now. And or, that can be about family, it can be about our business, it can be, it's, it's, he just, he's, they're sponges. Totally. Which is amazing and scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who are new to parenting, because I've had quite an array of guests, some of them are going to be parents really soon, some of them yeah. just became parents, what advice would you give to them kind of going into having a, a newborn baby and that whole concept? Uh, for me as a mom, and Gavin maybe can answer it as a dad, but for me as a mom, I feel like moms especially get bombarded with this is what you should do or this is what you have to do or this is what you have to buy or this is all you just it's constant and I'm a really stubborn person and quite independent and set in my own ways and I I feel like I've known who I am for quite a while and I'm quite confident in that and when we had him I wanted to do things how it fit into our lifestyle and how we wanted to parent and how we are as as people and parents and i just feel like you should listen to some advice if you want but 
just don't take everything as you have to do everything that everyone else has done because it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Like we, we opened our business when he was five months old. We opened our doors. We were planning our business and designing our space and building our space when he was still in my tummy. <laughs> so that's not really how a lot of people spend that time in their life, but it worked for us. And we had a lot of people um, asking like why we're doing that at this time. And it's just how things fell and how things landed and it worked well for us. And I know for me, when I'm, I've always been, we've both been very active people our entire lives and um, going to the gym is something that I love doing. And I was, he was born 10 days after his due date. And I was in the gym lifting weights when I was two days overdue with him because I can't sit still and I wanted to feel strong and you're getting ready for this big life-changing event and you want to feel like yourself still. And I had a lot of odd looks in the gym and I had a lot of people asking me if they, if I thought I should be doing that. My doctor said, you're fine, just keep doing what you're doing. And we had a really healthy baby and... I feel like you just have to do you and you have to do what makes you feel good and strong and still yourself. Yeah. Self-awareness is pretty important. Like yeah. just kind of figuring out who you are and what you mm -hmm. need yeah. and then addressing that directly. And your body's going to tell you what you should be doing too when you're going through something like that too. Yeah. Dad version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's a lot of the same that we raise our son the way that works for us. Um, we don't have a typical work week. I don't work, neither of us works a, a nine to five job and is home every evening. I don't think I was home one night last week or in the house much at all last week, but that's the week we had and that's our business. And this week I'll have a bit more time. And we just do things at the time that it makes sense for us and when it makes sense for us. And we are not concerned that we're not, um, we're not like in that nine to and in the nine to five and then every night together and then every weekend together. There's lots of weekends where Brady and I have things to do and he gets to go and see his grandparents and that works for us. It works for them. So I think the biggest thing is not to worry about what other people think about how you're doing it. Um, do what works for you. And then also just the expectation if you're going to, as you become a parent, like the reality is things really do change. Like there's, that's the biggest thing in our life that changed when we moved in together or when we got married, everyone, you know, the, the people say, oh, everything's going to change. Like nothing changes when we got married. It was the same as it was before. When we bought a house, it was the same as it was before, you know, but when you have a kid, that's the one that like really did change. Like your time is no longer your time, right? And there's a, now a whole other person you're taking into account that doesn't want to be reasonable and listen and do what you want at the time. Most of, you know, a very, frequently so the patience and the understanding that you're not going to be able to do things the way you were before a little and you're gonna to have to adapt I think is something that uh, maybe some people aren't are kind of prepared for how significant that change can be totally so the two of you met over pizza is that correct no well, our first date was over pizza okay we met um, over drinks ah makes sense that uh, <laughs> We were on the, well, the old Joey's on Jasper. Okay. Which is now local. Which is now local. Yeah. Um, on 112th Street in Jasper there. We, we met there on the patio in the summer of 2009. So just randomly through some friends. Well, not randomly, but through some friends. And uh, then our first date was 
down the street at the original Famosa location. So what inspired the two of you to go into pizza business? Well, I've been in the restaurant business now since 2010. I started uh, Press Sandwich Company with uh, my brother and uh, an ex-teammate from the U of A. So restaurants were something we were familiar with, and particularly fast casual or quick service restaurants. We had experience in that. And since we met, obviously our first date was over pizza, and we would go to Ragazzi all the time here uh, in Edmonton and Tony's once in a while, but like Ragazzi was our main spot, and that we really liked going for pizza, and that was probably both of our favorite food. We went to New York, um, I think it was in 2015 or something, we were in New York for a week, and I think we had like 13 different pizza stops <laughs> That's on, pretty much on, all on we Brady's did. blog. Like we, <laughs> we literally went and walked around New York and ate pizza, and yeah. like this is what we really liked to do. And we had been talking very early on about different types of pizza we liked and like places we liked to go and so it was always something we were talking about and then the opportunity came along um with uh with some people that were interested in trying to do what we've done with love pizza and uh they were looking for someone that could get it done like they had they wanted to be a part of it they wanted to you know be involved but they didn't know how to do it or or what what it would take and uh, my name came up and we got introduced to them and from there we just kind of ran with it it went pretty quick we, I think we were open from the time I had my initial meeting with the group, with the Sid Investor group. Um, that initial meeting to the day we opened our doors was like 10 months. Holy cow. From ground up, we built everything out, got the space, did the branding and the menu and all that stuff. So, but we'd done it before. It wasn't like we were first time. Yep. And now it's three and a bit years later and we're still learning every single day, finding ways to be faster and more efficient and, and do it better, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And then are you still involved with Prest or? I'm not actively involved. I still have uh, an ownership stake okay. in the Prest group, but um, no, my, my brother Grant and my partner Scott, they run that, the day-to-day of that business Yeah. and uh, they're continuing to grow that brand and do what they can. You know, I, I think they're now in Calgary, Red Deer, Edmonton, Sherwood Park, Leduc, um, Saskatoon, Regina. So they're, they're growing it nicely. Yeah, like it's, I remember when it just had a couple locations and I've like watched it grow throughout the city. Like where was the first location of Prest? The first location was downtown in City Centre Mall. Okay, that's why I remember it. In the basement. I used to work there. But the side that is now converted to a parking lot. Okay. So we opened on the west side the uh, where there was a Ricky's restaurant down there and there was a dollar store. Yeah. You would go down those escalators and we were in that little corner right as you came down those escalators. Yeah. And so it was like just a constant feed of people. And it was, it was an amazing location. It turned out just to be phenomenal. And then when they did the renovation at City Center Mall, they closed that and they moved the pressed franchisee up to the new Elevate food court on the east side. Um, and then they converted that to a parking lot. And that whole renovation hasn't really gone as they expected, I don't think. But um, that was our first store down in the, in the basement of City Center Mall. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I worked at the sport check in that mall oh, yeah. for like a year or so. Yeah. So I saw all that traffic, that constant flow, because like that area, especially where well, you get like people coming off the LRT, you get people going through that little break. hallway that was like yeah. only three people wide. Yeah. <laughs> it just it was connecting the two sides of the mall. It was so bizarre. And people yeah. were there's always people walking by it though, right? Yeah. And we had crazy lineups at lunchtime there. It was. Yeah. It was so busy what was it like when you kind of saw that business expand it was exciting um it was also it was a lot of work um a lot of learning early on doing it the first time 
we had never, none of us had ever worked in that environment. Um, so we had to learn all about the franchise business and how to support franchisees and, and real estate leasing and, you know, getting better at operations. And obviously doing it this time at Love Pizza is a little easier in some ways, but then you also have learned, once you know more, things can also be more complicated because you know what to look out for. And so now you are almost more cautious because you have all these other considerations whereas if you're doing something the first time with somewhat um, of blinders on you just kind of go forward and you figure it out as you go right? yeah so you it's kind of it is a little different but uh, it's, it's going really well so now that you know what to look for and like love pizza isn't that franchisable now like you guys we actually have, are franchising it now yeah it's amazing yeah so, you know, sort of like the safeguards, the guardrails, some kind of flags to look out for if somebody's going after their dream and maybe it's not necessarily a restaurant, but just anything that's potentially going to get bigger. What, what would you look out for? What would you advise them? Um, the biggest thing that I would say to somebody that wants to do something is don't get bogged down in the minute detail and the worry about what if it doesn't work. Um, there's so many instances where people want to do something, but they just don't take the action and actually do it. And we find that in, I've, I've seen that in all sorts of businesses, um, people we know, but if you want to get something done, just thinking about it and sitting there and stewing about it, it's not going to matter. You have to just do it. You have um, to give it a try. You have to give it a try. And I think that's something that Brady and I both are, me more so like I'll do I'll give anything a try and I'll put the time in I'll do the work like I'll do the work and we'll we'll get it done but Brady's very much of the same mind that like we're gonna give it a try and we're gonna do the best we can we're going to you know give it everything we have and if it if it works out really well it works out and if it doesn't we've done the best we can like it's you can't be worried and paralyzed but there's some things you can change and some things right. you can try again and we like today is going to be a slow day in the restaurant yeah because there's a blizzard in the at the end of april we can't control that right like that's just it's going to be a slow day in the restaurant that's the way it is yeah but uh, you just move past it you get on to the next thing but uh, i think the biggest for someone who wants to do something is just do it like get started and learn as you go. And also just make sure that it's something that they're really passionate about and excited about and something that speaks to them. Because if you're spending all that time doing something and you're not really jazzed about it, you're not going to do very well. Yeah. No, Especially so if, it's a, if it's a small business where you're yeah. You're the like voice. In there, you're right? the one. Yeah. If it's a passive investment, it's obviously different. But if you're the one doing the work and you're the one who's going to figure it out and you're going to put in the time... And you don't like it, you're yeah. not excited about it, even if you know it doesn't like if you're not up at night thinking about it, then you know maybe it's not the right fit because when the hours are 80 or 90 hours that week, like are you gonna want to do that? Yeah, if you're not excited about it, probably not, right? That's something that's quickly transferable to like personal trainers. Totally. Like if yeah. a personal trainer is trying to make a go of it, they gotta love personal yeah. training, right? They have yeah. to be a people person, yeah, it's neat. Um, with social media, I've talked to Christina from KB and Co. I've talked to Vance from Central Social Hall. I know they both both had some experiences with that social media, like just savagery from like customer base. You just you get some people they they had a bad day, maybe they had a bad pizza. Have you ever experienced that? Just oh yeah, bad feedback. Yeah. How do you deal with it? Um, it's hard. Yeah. Um, because it that's your life that's your other baby that's your team is your family right and 
Um, not everybody's going to have a good day all the time, and especially in a quick service environment, everybody can see everything that we do, right? Like our, our pizza line is in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard. You do the best that you can. Um, and with customers, I mean, expect- it's about expectations, right? A lot of the time too. Um, but if it's an email, you just try to send the best email that you can and try to be as positive as you can and invite them back and compensate them if need be. Um, Overall, though, we've had, it's not, we haven't had a lot of big issues. No. We, yeah. get, we get complaints, for yeah. sure. We make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. We apologize. We try and learn from it. We fix the issue. Um, you know, I think the biggest annoyance for us as business owners, as restaurant operators, is when you get customers in your business that don't treat the staff well. Yeah. That just, you know, we, it just really annoys us when you get customers that don't treat the team with respect and think that because they're there buying, like, that because they're serving them their lunch or something, they don't deserve that respect. And that's one of the biggest things that, that gets to us. Um, and we've always talked about how we, we want Branson and he will work in the service, and whether it's with Love Pizza or something, he will do some service yeah. employment, some service work at some point because yeah. people that have worked in service uh, of some aspect, they treat the people that are serving them differently, so, you know, then they don't treat them poorly. Like they, they understand how hard it is. Mm-hmm. We have it's a such team. an important oh. trait to have. Just like the empathy yeah. of what the person on the other side of the line who's making your food is going through and they've just dealt with 150 people in the last two hours, each with their own, you know, questions and, and requests and things. And they've done it with a smile and they've given great service. And then like just understanding that that's not an easy task either. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's I've, I've, we've talked about this quite a lot recently too and like I, we've always said we wear the same shirts as our team like I I like to think that I blend in with 20 some odd year olds but I don't know I'm looking a little bit older now but um but how I know that how I'm treated by someone who doesn't know that I'm the owner which is fine I don't unless people ask me I tell them but um I want people to treat our team like they would treat the owner of a business a lot of the time right and Sometimes you get that, and sometimes you don't. And like I've I've said to Gavin recently too, when you, I at some point I don't know how I would word it, but on a social media <laughs> post I would like to put out like a, a bit of a challenge, right? Because when if I go through a drive-through, like if I'm stopping for a hot chocolate at Tim Hortons, or if I'm getting a little burger or something, and if I'm through a drive-through, and you get up to that first window and you can't see the person, and they say, "May I take your order?" And how many people do you think say, hi, how are you doing first? And I always do that. And you can automatically hear a change in that person's voice. And they get happier and they say, oh, I'm great. How are you? But how many people do you think ask them that? Even at a Starbucks when it's really busy, asking the person who's taking your order first, how are you doing today? You don't get that in the service industry that often. We, we get it once in a while in the restaurants with our regular customers and people that I know that work in the service industry. And the team loves it. You can, you can see in their body language. like They stand up straighter and they have a smile on their face. And like you get better service from the person. It's always what you're putting out to people, you get back. And I just feel like in this busy world, I'm using quotes, busy world that we're all in, we're all in it. We're still humans, right? There's that human interaction that people still crave and that they want. And 
I just feel like a lot of time that's missing in a lot of aspects of our life. Totally agree. That's like something that I would advocate for. It's just interpersonal communication is so key and so helpful in resiliency. Just in this world where you think that you don't have any accountability to somebody else just because we can hide behind a screen. Totally, yeah. And it just takes a little gesture. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, how are you doing? It's like, simple. hopefully somebody listening to the podcast is like, oh, I could probably do that. Because <laughs> it's true. I'll like, put I'll put out a post at some point. I just, I, I just, just, yeah, I, I, I to totally agree with way. I just, I say, just be careful how you word it, right? Because then you put that out, like we just talked about, yeah. you throw it out on social media in the wrong way. Yeah. And then you get the other negative side about like, why are you preaching to me about how I should, you know, then that's, we, that's yeah. what we go back and forth on yeah. a lot mm-hmm. about social media is like, you have to. We're not a political brand. We're not, um, no. you know, we, we try and be, keep it light, like Brady said, right? Yeah. But there's certain things we really do like to talk about, like the campaigns we're doing with places like the Bissell Center or something. Yeah, because like, those Terror are super Center important and mental to health us, right? And stuff and yeah, it's. So we have this. We have this art. This conversation back and yeah. forth about how to put things out there. Yeah. To not get the negative response, right? As well. I've learned in my social media experience because I could do a post and sometimes it's like a really heartfelt post and then boom 20 unfollowers like yeah. 20 people left and then the next day I do another post similar thing 10 people joined in and it's just like yeah. I've realized that that is just what it is I always have like certain people that just stick around I always mm-hmm. have floaters and leavers and stuff but if I have that self-awareness to know like what are the things that are truly truly important to me yeah. and I stay as close to that as possible yeah. then I kind of feel like things going forward will be good yeah. So I found that a lot of people that have come onto the podcast have sort of like a set of core values. So we'll go one at a time and it might just be the same core values, but we'll start with you. What are your core values? I think it's pretty much the same as what we, we talk about with our team in the restaurant and it's treating everybody with respect. Like that's a big one for us, both of us, you know, respect for the people you're working with, the, the customers in the store and also the business, you know, like being honest about when you clock in and clock out, you know, being honest about your, what you're taking for, for your meals and things like just small stuff, but just respect in general. Um, so respect is huge for us, honesty and integrity. Um, we are very upfront with our team. We're very upfront with our customers, our vendors. Like we just, we want to have open and honest relationships with everyone we deal with. Uh, it's, it's not worth trying to, deceive somebody to you know save a dollar here or there like we just and it, it, you're thinking about it afterwards and like why live with that guilt or fear it's just for us like honesty and integrity respect is massive um and i think hard work like that's big for me i love what we i love what i do um i love the fact that there's some days that i put in 16 hours straight on my feet working in the kitchen or just being in the restaurant and other days that, you know, I get a little bit less, but I love to work hard and we want our team when we're at work, we're going to work hard. And when we're not, we're going to relax and, and enjoy, you know, that time off. But, uh, I think those for me are three of the biggest things that I, that I always try and, you know, do in my day to day and my relationships with my business, my employees, my family. Yeah. Those are good ones. Yeah. And I think for me, they're the same. And then also just, Kind of being true to yourself too like we kind of talked about about passions and 
um, keep doing what you want to be doing. Um, and again, that kind of translates to the team too. Like if you don't, if you don't want to be here, then we then, can, yeah. you don't need don't, to you be don't have here. To be, right? yeah. yeah. But our, our team, I mean, you've been in our restaurant before and we get a lot of feedback about our team, positive feedback, um, that they seem to really like being there and they take a lot of pride in working for love pizza and being part of our team and our restaurant family and making the products that they do. They take a lot of pride in that. So that's a big one for, and just for us that like we have, we're in the process right now of actually bringing our first franchise group on board downtown for our Cantera location. They'll be taking over the, the sale. Will, the sale will close anytime in the next week. So they're training right now and I'm training them in the kitchen and we're both working with them out front and our team is as well. But even yesterday, one of, uh, I was working on dough with one of them and he said, I asked him how it's going so far. Like, what do you, what's your impression so far and what do you think? And, and he said, well, it's great. We're both super happy. And the business that we've seen over the last couple of weeks is exactly what you guys said it was. Right. And I said, yeah, like, well, you guys are buying this business. You're becoming franchisees. Like we're not here to tell you it's anything but exactly what you're getting into Yeah. because we're going to have a 10, 15, 20 year relationship with you. Um, we're not starting it off by, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to pull the wool over your eyes and, and, and get you into a business that is different than what it actually is. Right. Yeah. So like, the, but hearing that from someone else that that's just how we operate the business and how our team operates. And like, that's really, it's good to hear that feedback because that's how we try to be. And they were very happy that like, exactly what they were told is what they were seeing, what they're seeing. Cause you right? hear a lot of horror stories, especially in the franchise business about there's a lot broken of broken promises, yeah, people that not telling you know, the whole truth up front and like what it really is. And, but they know what they're getting into and they know how much hard work it is. Like, we've, yeah. We've always <laughs> told them that from the first meeting that we had, they're losing weight already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to like communicate really, really well in every instance that you have. Like I found whenever I get like a new client for training, I'll just be straightforward and blunt. Like, if they're coming to me for a few sessions, because I just do it session by session generally, and then if they're long-term, maybe I'll build them a few at a time. Mm -hmm. But it's my job to earn their business. Like, yeah. There's a lot of trainers out there, like thousands. They can yeah. go to any one of them anytime they want. Yeah. So I need to be valuable enough that they come back. Yeah. And that's just sure. how it goes. And so I have to communicate. And it's like, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be like, are you enjoying this experience? Like, yeah. are you missing anything? If you made this program, would you change anything? Because at the end of the day, they're in the gym. Whether I know something that might work better or not, like as long as I am within a scope that is not going to cause impingement or pain, like if they want to do like a bunch of air squats, they can do a bunch of air yeah. squats because it's their time in the gym. Yeah. With communication with family or employees, what what's your best advice for that? Just general advice in uh, keeping communication constant. Start with either one of you. We just try not to talk too much. <laughs> no, no, I just think for for Brady, Brady and I are you know we we have a very um, I think very open relationship, um, and we are that way. I think with our well, with, with each other, with our team, like we talked about, like our team knows probably way more about what's going on in our business <laughs> yeah. and the detail of like where things are at than most uh, other businesses like ours. Like we're, we don't have any secrets. Yeah. There's no point to it. Um, with each other, everything's on the table. 
we talk, we spend a lot of time together. Not as much as some people would think that we work together because we're in different locations a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, I think in the future that will change as we move more to franchising. We'll be spending more time kind of together working on projects. But right now, a lot of the time we don't see each other because yeah. I'm up and out of the house into the restaurant and, and, and she's doing something else in the business or she's on her, she's with Branson in the morning and then she's working on marketing projects. But open and just be open, be honest, get it out there. Like, And over the three years that we've had our downtown location um, in particular, I mean, we've had a lot of discussions with our teams that are very personal and very emotional and like they come to us before they come to a lot of other people in their life about stuff. Um, I said to Gavin that over the last couple of years, I mean, I felt like I've, I've been a mom, like a restaurant mom and a restaurant dad to them because we employ quite a few younger people, right? Yeah. Like our, the yeah. average age is probably 20, 23, 22, 23. 22. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on at that age, right? Yeah. Um, with relationships and mental health and all that stuff. And like, we've had a lot of really tough conversations with them. Um, but they know that they can talk to us and they'll always be able to talk to us even when, um, ownership changes downtown to the franchisees. But, um, that's something that we've always said to them. If you need to talk to us, we're here. And we've had text messages at two in the morning or phone calls at one in the morning, you know, like, but that's, that's. We're very non-judgmental. Yeah. Like we're, we're there for, as a sounding board. Um, and neither of us is the type of individual that's going to judge somebody for any issue they're having. Like we're, we've always had that come to us. You can talk to us. Like we'll, we'll listen, we'll help you out whatever way we can. And, um, it's an open door policy with us for sure. And it's incredibly empowering for a person to have like an outlet like that. Because mm-hmm. especially when they're in that time, if they're, when somebody's working in the service industry, that's usually sort of like a segue time, unless they're building up experience and they're going to go into business yeah. on their own. Like I know when I worked, I worked at Safeway in the deli for a bit. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like my job that I had when I was in high school. And then I was working at Central for a year and that was sort of my job that I did to segue between being like full-time employed, like enough money that I never had to worry about it to quitting the job and jumping into personal training. Like that sort of supported me. And it's in those times, there's a lot of stress. And in those times, it's really easy to feel alone. So if you have like a workplace that is supportive and is kind of like that parachute, just imagine how much like more loyalty that they'll have and how much more just ownership over that business that they don't have an ownership stake in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to take so much more pride in how their customers are treated because they're going to be like, this is my home. Yeah. And everybody is, is welcome here, which is great. Yeah. We, uh, brushed on fitness a bit Mm -hmm. and you talked about how it's kind of sort of something that you always need to have in your life. Is that something for both of you? Definitely. Um, for sure. I, I, my entire life was playing sports until, um, the end of university. I was high school was basketball and baseball, soccer, played basketball for the U of A for five years while I was going to school there. Um, since then it's just been, it's been working out and more just recreational sport. Like I really don't have a desire to be on a competitive or any type of a team sport right now. Yeah. I haven't for like 10 years that have to be somewhere on Friday night at 10 o'clock to play a men's league game. 
it just has no attraction for me. I did that for so long, and I think part of what I really enjoyed about the competitive sport was the pursuit of that championship. Like, that was a big thing for me. But uh, in terms of going to the gym, we try. Right now, Lately, it's, it's right in this last two months, I worked out like three times this year. I've still lost about 10 pounds. <laughs> I've been on my feet a lot, but... Working in a restaurant's a different kind of workout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going all the time on my feet, but uh, we try, if... If we could, I'd get, I'd get to the gym five times a week. I love to... Uh, and for a while we were. And for a long time we were. Yeah. And we'll get back to it. But yeah. I really enjoy uh, I really enjoy lifting. Not so much for like heavyweight anymore. I did a lot of CrossFit and powerlifting and kind of after basketball between kind of 22 and 27. I was uh, going to Spark, fit, Spark uh, Fitness there for a long time. Really enjoyed that. But now I don't really want... The, the, the weight doesn't really attract me because of the potential for injury. The heavier yeah. that stuff gets... But I uh, love to hit the rowing machine, um, and I would lift weights three, three to five times a week if I could get there. Um, or as our son gets older, it's going to be more and more swimming, tennis, golf. I think golf would be at the top of my list for leisure activities um, in this city. It's a short season, but that would be what I would do for sure. Yeah, and I, I grew up figure skating and doing ballet, and I ran track for a long time. I was a sprinter. And I love that. And with the skating and running, I had a personal trainer who really became one of my best friends. Um, and he really taught me how to lift weights properly and being confident in the gym, which I think a lot of, I'm pretty small, like <laughs> I'm <laughs> a bit of a lightweight, but um, I think that's a tough thing for a lot of smaller women or women in general in a gym is to find the confidence to lift weights, but that's something that I've always really enjoyed and he taught me how to be strong. And I mean, I I weigh like 100 pounds, but I was deadlifting and squatting a lot more than most people my size could do. And I loved that. And still when I get to the gym, now I'm not big into cardio, I'll warm up a bit, but um, I just, I like lifting weights. I like feeling strong and um, I, I feel mentally way better when I've been in the gym for sure. And I think both of us do and we know that. But like I said, being in the restaurant, if you're on your feet, you're lifting flower bags, you're lifting yeah. dough bits. Like it's a different, it's a different kind of workout, right? And um, I, get, I get a lot of people asking me about what I do in the gym because I you look I, ripped. I look ripped. <laughs> but there my life is lifting stuff in the restaurant or my are lifting our son or playing with our son, right? So even if I don't get into the gym, there's still a lot of activity in our life, but um yeah. <laughs> we'll get back there. Sometimes it's just about like moving, being active. Yeah. And having that like high pace environment where you are moving and being active and having that background like you both have yeah. spent enough time in the gym yeah. that when you're lifting like the heavy bags, like you're less inclined to get injured, which oh, is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've yeah. got that foundation. Yeah. Um I find that a lot of fitness routines are transferable to career pursuits. Like I think almost probably all of my clients, if not almost all of my clients, actually got a raise or a promotion in their job. Mm-hmm in the time that they train with me. And I'm not trying to pump my own tires, but I'm just trying to like yeah. give a showcase of how fitness can really change a person's life. Yeah. You feel significantly better. Yeah. Right? You're prefer- you're going to be more attentive. You're going to be more alert. You're probably going to do better in your work. You're going to have sleep more energy. You're going to sleep better. It's just everything in your life 
improves, right? Yeah. As opposed to just going home after and sitting on the couch all night and waking up and going again. Yeah. Well, I I found the biggest thing is like that self-doubt and especially like, well, everybody is going to be pretty hard on themselves, Mm -hmm. but I find like females, they're really hard on themselves and like they exude confidence externally in a way that males don't, but internally I've noticed and it's going to be different males and females, but what I notice is sometimes the people that look the most confident on the outside Mm -hmm. have the biggest things that they're trying to overcome on the inside. And fitness is just something where you can teach them how to find their strengths physically mm-hmm. and in turn it helps them find their strengths mentally, which is incredible because uh, like just how you show up to different situations in your life, if you feel really confident in who you are and what you can do, you're going to be surrounded by a lot of people who are also confident in what you can do, confident in what they can do, mm-hmm. and it'll amount to, to so much more. So on the topic of travel, because I like to talk about travel with guests, what's the coolest place that the two of you have traveled to together? We haven't traveled a lot lately. <laughs> it's been a little busy. I think the best, well, best or coolest trip that we took together would be our New York trip. We just had a really good time. It was yeah. before we, we didn't have Branson at the time. So, and I think it was before obviously Love Pizza. Um, it was just a really good week that we could, we got away and we just, we were out doing something the entire time. We stayed in this tiny little hotel in like the upper mid upper West side of New York. And, uh, we walked like 20 to 30 kilometers a day, just all, we just walked all over Manhattan and we just had a great time. Right. So New York's a really special city. Mm -hmm. Um, we really, we both really enjoy it. Like we like action. So the pace of that was pretty good. Um, that for me was probably my favorite trip that we've taken together. That one and our California, our Carmel. Yeah, we did the Pacific Coast Highway from, we flew to San Francisco and then drove down to, uh, LA basically over a couple days. That was really fun. And then this last year, I say we haven't traveled a lot. We, we've done lots. Um, we just, the last year has felt a little different, but about 13 months ago, I guess. So just over a year ago, we did, we were in Hawaii for 10 days with my parents and uh, my older brother and his family and uh, that was pretty special because that was our first kind of big trip together with Branson I think mm-hmm. when all of us had gone on a yeah. significant trip and uh, he had a really good time and I got to trek him around the volcano and stuff in a backpack <laughs> before nice. the volcano erupted yeah like, <laughs> timing before it yeah. erupted and so we had that was a really cool trip yeah. it's very different traveling with a child than uh, but it's really neat but it's watching really yeah him experience it like even a plane ride right like yeah. things that we've been doing for so long yeah I really have fun traveling with yeah. him because well you've gone on more trips with him uh, I've stayed behind but it's really <laughs> I really enjoy watching him like out you know, out in the wild kind of right like yeah. in the airport walking around with his stuff or just how he interacts with other people it's quite yeah. interesting well it almost teaches you not to take anything for granted yeah, yeah. when you see somebody experience something for the first time and it's yeah. like, we get to do this thing today. Yeah. And like, when's the last time we thought to ourselves, you know, I was able to get out of my bed. I was able to, I had food to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had people to interact with. And like, that's my day is packed full of things. Well, I woke up this morning and I was so excited. I got to do a podcast. 
Sweet. I just couldn't. No. <laughs> He's excited. Good. You better be excited. No, you're totally, you're completely right. Though. That's, and that's something that I think about a lot with, with our son. Yeah. When we're doing stuff together, that how special he thinks every little thing is. Even mm-hmm. we were driving here and Brady was saying how excited he was two days ago when he saw our local UPS driver. His name's Darwin. Darwin. He's who's been delivering to us for... Since before Branson was born? Yeah. yeah since we started Love Pizza. Yeah. We yeah. had all sorts of packages coming, like twice a week he was coming. Because so, of the restaurant. Because of the restaurant. Yeah. So we've seen him now for three and a half, four years. Yeah. And he's seen Branson grow up and they're they're buddies. And Branson, they were out they were out for a walk and a bike ride and he saw Darwin and like waved at him. Darwin waves back and honks his horn. And like that was the greatest part of his bike ride was the yeah. UPS driver honking his horn at him, right? He's just so excited about these things. It's yeah, hilarious. Those cool. courier drivers are incredible. They're great. Well, he, he leaves a dog biscuit for our dog, Quincy, every time he drops something off, too. Like, they're just, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I spent quite a bit of time in the warehouse industry, so mm-hmm. I interacted with tons, tons of couriers. Yeah. And I don't, it was, you were hard-pressed to find one that didn't have personality. Yeah. yeah. Like, it seems to be something that is like part of how they're wired yeah um they they have to be always thinking on their toes the amount of like situations they have to get themselves out of like yeah. uh, i know that pure later often has contracts where if they're delivering for like amazon or something they have to get it there that day yeah. or else that driver gets like doctor i don't know it's high pressure situation yeah for sure yeah. and it's not too different than the fast service food yeah. industry yeah. So when you're selecting people, what, how, how do you select your people so that you know that they'll, they'll make it? Because you don't want to pick somebody and think, oh, I don't know if, they, if they'll be able to, to make it happen. I'm, I think maybe I'm a little different than that opinion. When I look at our team, I, we look for personality. Like we, yeah. we make sure that they seem like a good person, but we're not looking for a ton of experience. Like Experience doesn't really matter in our job. If they interview decently, they seem nice and they're, they're going to be personable. And clean. And, and clean. Like if they present well and they're, they're going to represent our brand well and in, engage with customers well, I will hire fast. Like I'm not bothering with a whole bunch of background checks or taking a bunch of time with questionnaires. Like we're going to have a chat and if you seem like you're, you could do a good job and you would be a good fit, you're going to get a shot. Yeah. And if we're four or five days in and it's not a good fit, you're not going to be around. It's, yeah. I prescribe more to the hire fast fire fast because you in this industry you could do a whole bunch of work up front but then somebody could leave after two weeks anyways right i just i think we're just evaluating who the person is and how they would fit with how they would fit with the team how they would, would are they someone that we would want our friends and customers to come in and see representing us and that's what it is right and if they are that they're going to get a shot. And if they yeah. perform, they're going to stick around. And if, if, they, if it turns out they can't do the job. But um, no, I we don't... We have a lot of people that have been with us oh, for... The average tenure of someone in our downtown store is probably like 18 to 22 months. We've hired one person in that restaurant. The last hire we made was like September. Everyone else has been with us over a year. We have people that have been there for two and a half years. Yeah. So pretty incredible. Like, and a lot, they... a lot of the people that we did hire they've just left because their schooling is done yeah. right but they we still get notes from them saying yeah. like we miss you or <laughs> we had, we had yeah. one dishwasher uh delivery driver uh who came on with us in like eight august maybe 
or September or whatever, uh, as his summer landscaping job was done. He was doing gardening and then he needed something for the winter. So he came with us and then he gave me like a month's notice. He's like, hey, I'm starting gardening. April 15th is my first day. I said, sure. And he told me way ahead of time. Yeah. And we just worked, he worked right up until that Sunday that he was done. And he was great. And he might be back. And who knows what happens next fall when he, when his garden, you don't garden in Edmonton in the winter. Yeah. Um, for so obvious reasons, right? <laughs> and if you leave on good terms with and He was great. And, and the other, we lost one other person recently because he was graduating. He was an engineering student and he was graduating. He was working two shifts a week throughout the year, which was great. He filled the spot and he was awesome. The team loved him. But he was moving back to Calgary when he's done. Yeah. So he decided to, you know, he gave his two weeks notice and he finished up every last shift and it was great. But uh, we just have a really good team that they, I think they enjoy the work environment. And in St. Albert, we have and a lot in St. of Albert, who we have, have been there for, we, we just had our two year We had our birthday. two year. Our manager's been with us from day one. Yeah. We've got a couple other people that have almost over a year. Yeah. Yeah, but it's there's no secret formula in our business. It's yeah. Are you a good person? Would we want you to represent our brand? Are you a fit? And yeah, yeah are you gonna fit with the team? And then give it a shot. Yeah. Because you don't fit with the team in a in an environment yeah. like that. Like you're you're working side by side with them for the whole shift, right? And you're you have to work as a team, or it's not yeah. gonna work. Everybody does everything in our business. Yeah. There's no for the most part. Um, so there's no like someone who's only in the kitchen like there's no chef in the back screaming at the servers or something right which is the, the classic but you probably saw it social yeah or central <laughs> central when you were there right so uh everyone does everything you have to get along right? totally and if you're not then we're just not going to put up with it well i mean in my interview with the boys at optimized physiotherapy i asked them about their sort of selection process because they got a lot of therapists and like just professionals that are working in the same setting. Mm -hmm. And what they said was they talk to them and they decide if this is somebody that they would like to have a beer with. And like, it's true. Like I like it. If it's, if it's somebody that you feel could uh, represent your brand in front of your family, or if it's Mm -hmm. somebody that you could like bring for supper to your parents' house, like they're not going to embarrass you. They're going to make you proud sort of thing. It it doesn't really matter about like the previous experience because everybody can be trained. Yeah. And especially when it's like a passion project of a business, like something where the leadership is going to be really proud of why things are done the way that they're done Mm -hmm. and like not just abandon the rules. Like for, for a larger company, where you kind of lose that passion, you're just there for the money, then certainly you could lose like the, the foundations for why things are done the way they're done. But I kind of feel like Love Pizza kind of, they everybody's still taking pride. So oh, everybody for sure. new is going to be like, oh yeah, this is how we do this. <laughs> People that are new or that come into our business and they start to learn it, they're actually quite excited because they realize again like what we say that we do a little differently than others we actually do yeah so when they come into our business they realize that we don't just pull like frozen chicken out of the freezer that's formed or something and like put on the line like we actually cook in our restaurants right yeah we we make our sauces we make our own dough like they realize holy i'm not just working at a you know chain um big chain pizza restaurant that is everything's frozen off of a truck and they're just putting toppings on yeah we've always always said since day one of our business because we had a son when we were doing this um that we always want our food to be something that we feel comfortable feeding our son and Mm -hmm. ourselves and something that makes us feel good feeding to other people 
where you, like preformed chicken is like a huge no-no for us and just making sure that the food is real food and yeah. that what we're putting together is a really good product and that we're proud of. Yeah, definitely. So in all of your experiences with business and life and all these different things, what's the toughest obstacle that you've had to overcome? Because everybody has something that sort of stops them in their tracks. Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my biggest challenge in general in life is patience. Um, my mom and dad will, if they were sitting here, they, that's the number one thing they would say is my issue. <laughs> um, patience in, I don't know, making the right choices, I guess, at, at the right time and patience with our son. That's been a huge learning curve for me as a mom um patience with people in the restaurant and learning new things it's hard yeah um but I know that along the way there's been a lot of people that have had to be patient with me so I think it's a struggle <laughs> Gavin shaking his head yes um it's a it's a bit of a I don't know it's, it's constant right it's just a learning thing and I might not ever get over that, but I hope that I'm getting a little bit better. And your current biggest struggle would be lack of sleep. Yeah, lack of sleep <laughs> right now. Our son only wants Brady at night. Oh. Yeah, he... Uh... So, like, I was home last night. I tried to put him to sleep and read him all his books, had his snacks, and, you know, we're lying down in bed, and hour up there, and then just wants mom, right? And so... Yeah, Brady goes up at 8.30 and I saw Brady this morning at 8.30 when I got home from the restaurant. So he just won't ask. He doesn't want me at night. So she yeah, is dealing with the brunt of that. He has, um, I have a very uh, active, active mind when I'm sleeping. I've always had really vivid dreams and I sleep talk and I sleep, well, I don't sleep walk as much as I used to when I was younger, but I feel like he has inherited that and, um, yeah, his, I think he's been dreaming lately, like the last couple <laughs> months, and it's, he'll yell in the middle of the night, but he won't be awake, but he'll want me. It's a very odd yeah. thing. So my, yeah, my sleeping patterns are kind of back to when he was a newborn because of whatever is going on <laughs> with him. So yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a current challenge. That's a for current you. challenge right now. I think for myself in terms of business challenge, what I... What I probably have to struggle with the most is wanting to do too much too quickly and expecting um, to be able to get everything done. Like I really, I have a whole lot of things I always want. Like my, my to-do list is always extremely long. A lot of it is on me and I need to be better at getting other people to do things. The problem with that in a small business like we have is it's Brady and I. And a lot of these tasks I have to do. Um, so delegation, as we grow, I need to get better at. Prioritization, and I try and do that on a daily basis. Like, what do I actually have to get done today? But um, when there's something I'm kind of more interested in, I'll go down that rabbit hole and spend four hours looking into mixers yeah. until two o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden you're tired, but you know all about spiral versus planetary mixers. Phew, thank goodness. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Capacities are way better on a spiral. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I always, I struggle with that. I, I want to do a whole lot. 
I have really big ideas and dreams of what we can do with this business, with the other businesses we're starting right now. And I think me coming back to reality in terms of what is actually possible in, you know, the 12 to 16 hours a day you can spend working on it, then that's like, that's my, plus having a family, plus a family, yeah, family and a child and doing all those things and like, and not, and doing them well. Cause I always like to, I'm a perfectionist and that I want things done extremely well. Yeah. And so trying to do too many things to too high a level of execution is what I get myself in trouble with. Makes sense. Makes sense. So in having these long lists where it seems like it'll never end, how do you implement balance or maybe not balance, but just have that time for family and for yourself? Like, how do you make that happen? That for me comes back to that whole talk about like what, not letting other people tell you what you should have, you know, how how your life should be run. Like for us, balance, balance for me is kind of an ambiguous term. Like it's, our life is our life and it's priorities, you know, and there's certain times when there is no say balance between it. Like it's full on this week. We have a bunch of work to do. And I know that in, you know, in five or six days, I'm going to have two or three days of less work and we're going to spend more time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I will ever be the person that has the balanced day where you get up, have breakfast together, everyone goes to work, everyone comes home, like on a full week, it's just not going to be my, that's not my personality. And I know myself that I'm always going to work 10 to 12 hours a day and I just enjoy it. But when we're off, we're off. Like I think we're getting better at that. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that over the last 10 years being an entrepreneur that take work hard when you're working and you know, work, I work a lot, but when we're going to go and do something, it's the ability to shut it off and focus on what we're doing in that moment at that time and be engaged in that Yeah, you know, and not be distracted. Um, like if, if, if we're going swimming or we're going Branson's tennis, tennis lessons, lessons like we're there, like it's, we're right? there for him. We're there in that moment. We're not, and I'm not going to be, I think there Well, you probably listen to like Gary V podcasts or something. And he talks a lot about like when he's, he's working during the week, you know, long days. And I, I'm very similar in that work ethic during the week, but when it's time for when he's taking family time or when I'm, when we're taking family time, it's focused on family time is what I'm really trying to do. I'm not great at it yet. I still have my phone there, but I'm trying not to be on that stuff when we're doing things together. They ignore it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter right now. Um, nothing's going to burn down. If it does, I'll get a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like when we're doing stuff together that we're a hundred percent engaged in that, and that's quality time together. It's not just quantity of sitting and watching TV. We don't sit and watch TV with our son ever. Yeah. We haven't turned the TV on together. We canceled in, our cable a long time ago. We don't even have anything to watch. <laughs> we just don't. We go for a bike ride. We go for a scooter. We go for a swim. Um, we're outside in the backyard playing. Or, you know, in, So it's trying to spend that time. Yeah. As opposed to important. fitting into like society's balance. It doesn't. That is not important to me. I could care less. I think I've never actually truly met anybody that's balanced, but it's just kind of something that takes them on their journey where they, they say how they keep their head on their shoulders, like how they don't completely burn out and just collapse because business is tough. And especially if you are like at the top of a business, like what, what would happen if you burnt out and then all of a sudden shows over kind of thing and you just have to find your way. And I, I like the idea of, you know, like, 
we're going to put our nose to the grindstone for these five days, knowing that two days are going to be a little lighter, and then we will be present for those two days. Yeah, and the, those two days that are a little lighter might be a Monday and Tuesday, which is yeah. often the which case Which is like today, right? Now, right? right? Tuesdays are, we're not in the restaurant today. We are not training our new owners, our new franchisees today. I was in this morning, so we were in a bit, but yeah. Um, but today, like Tuesday is a lighter day, but we have a ton of stuff we're going to do. Yeah. But it's, this is an easy day, right? So awesome. fr- like Friday, Friday is our go time, right? Yeah. That's when we have our big orders. That's when it's busiest in the restaurant. That's when delivery is busiest. That's usually when people are relaxing, right? On yeah. a Friday. That's not, that's not us. So it's just, it's just a different. friend of mine or a friend of ours, um, he calls them when people, he says, I love his quote last week was, I love when the day walkers wish restaurant people a happy long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's so true though, right? Like our, it's just a different business. Yeah. Right? Weekends, yeah, long weekends evenings, long weekends. Are, those are yeah. for a lot of restaurants. Those are go time, you know, versus, uh, the average kind of individual that those are times off. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. Well, it's so funny, like when I was training and working at Central on both days of the weekend kind of thing, I'd have people that would be, oh, Brad, it's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just kind of like make the most of my yeah. middle of the day on a Monday. Right. And, yeah. You know, I just, yeah. I'm, I did the same thing. It was about being present. Like if, if you're spent and tired, you take that time, you take your nap. Yeah. If you need a change of atmosphere, you go to the park. Yeah. If you need to talk to somebody, you call them up, whatever yeah. you have to do to kind of get reset yeah. and keep things balanced yeah well it helps it helps you like we have a dog named Quincy he's a standard poodle and he's quite a character and even just sitting with him on the floor for five or ten minutes and just scratching behind the ears like that to me is a nice break (laughs) dogs are incredible (laughs) yeah like the amount of benefit a person can have by being a dog owner and I, I'm always a big advocate about dogs and people are like, well, where's your dog? <laughs> Condo's too small. One day, one day I'll get a dog. Yeah, no, they're great. It's a good yeah. time. So I'm going to go into the question that I ask all of my guests. And it is, and we'll go one after another. You'll each give different pieces of, of advice. But if you could give one piece of advice on how to authentically live your life to the fullest, what would that piece of advice be? You can go first. <laughs> um, one piece of advice. I would say do what you want to do and don't, don't sit around and procrastinate on doing those things. I like that's, it. That's just the biggest for me. Is like we, if you have an idea of what you want to do or if there's a trip or if there's something you want to take you know trip you want to take or a place you want to go or something you want to go after just put into motion the actions you need to to make that happen i mean you're gonna sitting and dwelling especially like we talked about earlier in this era of social media you can go through your instagram feed and see all these people that are supposedly living an amazing life so you can do that all day or you can go and take action towards doing the things like that for yourself that you want to be the one taking that picture if that's what you're into. Yeah. And that's just, if you want to do something, go do it. Yeah. And make it happen. And it's not going to happen overnight. And that's my issue is I want it to happen. Over, you know, a lot of times I want things to happen quickly and I understand they're not going to and they're going to take work, but um, go, after, go after and get started. I mean, that's, I think one of the biggest things I've learned over the last 10 years and 
that's what I, we continue to try and do. We're starting, uh, we didn't mention anything about it. We're starting a new company in a couple weeks. So are you able to reveal anything or is it still under wraps? Oh yeah. No, we're, we're launching a, a keto product, a keto food products company. Nice. We launched a keto dough in October of last year in our restaurants that I created this modified version of a, a dough and we launch a keto pizza and we sell a lot of it <laughs> and I make it all right now. Um, by hand, like kind of hand rolled and everything, but uh, in about by the end of this month, our goal, end of May, our goal is to launch our uh, our keto food company selling keto pizzas, keto crusts, keto pierogies, keto pizza pops, uh, direct to consumer um, online throughout uh, throughout Canada and stuff. So it's incredible. We're working on that. We've been doing R and D, but again, we had this idea, we have this product, and we're just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. We don't have everything figured out yet, but we're going to figure it out as we go. Nobody really has everything figured out. And yet. We're, no, and we're gonna work. It's gonna be hard work. We're gonna we're gonna produce late at night, and like we're gonna put a lot of hours in. But we're gonna see if we can make something out of this because we found that we have a product that people are really looking for. And everyone we talk to, it's difficult to make keto pizza. We know that time consuming. No one like it's the dough is hard, but we can make. We figured out processes to make the dough quickly, and we have efficiencies built in. So we're gonna be selling people. Keto pizza, keto pierogies, and pizza pops and stuff like that, and just continue to innovate. But again, we had an idea; we're just doing it. Awesome. Um, keto world. We're giving it a shot, right? <laughs> so we'll be up and running with that quickly, and we'll see how it goes. No wonder you're researching different mixers. Actually, that wasn't for that. That was okay. for the new franchises we're building. But uh, it will eventually help. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Nice. <laughs> All right, your piece of advice. Um, I th- I totally agree with everything that Gavin said for sure um and just kind of building on that I guess but taking pride in everything that you do whether it's if you're running social media accounts taking pride in that and being true to yourself and your vision with that or pride in community projects that you do like is my son going to be proud of the legacy that we're kind of building for him in this pizza restaurant with our community stuff and our products and just really I don't know if you're if you're gonna live a full authentic life I feel like you need to definitely take pride in those pieces of your life um, because you need to believe in it if you're gonna project that out into the world yeah I completely agree yeah and that about wraps it up I'd like to thank you both for giving me this time. It's been a really cool chat. Thanks for having us. You bet.